You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, Shalom, Shalom, Southern Israelite here. I uh, want to go through this debate I had on Twitter the other day. I have like 100 notices um, in my Twitter, for my Twitter account and... Uh, my gmail box and they're all like different people so this is a pretty big debate this is um her name is helen pluckrose this woman here her name is helen pluckrose post-grad late medieval early modern religious writing mother dog lover 40 i guess that's her age post-theist post-feminist she has this blog here and you can see She's got like 76,000 tweets. She's got almost 5,000 followers, 4,500 followers. Okay, so she looks like a fairly influential feminist. So I had this debate uh, with her. I had so many um, notifications and uh, emails in my uh, Gmail account about this conversation that I had to make a, a summary statement, a summary video on this because the issues we dealt with I think are very important. Um, number one, Helen, <laughs> Helen admit, admits that children, the parent-child relationship is absolute tyranny. The conversation began, um, okay, and she, she, by the way, I didn't come after her, she came after me, okay? I was commenting on the Twitter page of Christina Hoff Summers, who's a very influential scholarly, supposedly scholarly, feminist lady. And um, I stated, quote, the Declaration of Sentiments claims that men had put women under an absolute tyranny. How is this not hatred of men? And I, um, I, was, I, I posted this in response to basically this liberal, modern, liberal, libertarian notion that feminism has just now turned hateful and obstinate and belligerent, whereas I'm, I'm trying to point out that it's been that way ever since the beginning. And I've actually heard Karen Strawn use uh, similar arguments. Karen Strawn's probably the most respected anti-feminist I know of, but um, she replies, it's not in itself, it could be true, it once was, it's not now in the West, so paranoid rather than hateful. And then I replied, so you legitimately believe that women at this time lived under, quote, absolute tyranny? Okay, and she replies, yes, could not own property, have own business or money, had no rights over her own body, could be beaten. And then I replied, of course, so then children live under absolute tyranny. This nece the, the, necessarily, the parent-child relationship is absolutely tyrannical. And l listen to this, folks. Listen, watch. They have a few more rights. But you could put it that way. Can justify controlling children, though. Okay? So the feminists admit 
that their principles require the parent-child relationship to be absolute tyranny. Okay? I mean, folks, you look at the definition of tyranny. It's, it's, it's subjective, of course, but it's, it's recognized as like an, uh, uh, an overtly cruel and oppressive influence on someone's life. Okay? And I, I after we had this conversation, I, I went into the monastery thing. I mean, basically what you're doing is you're justifying the whole monastic, monkish life where these Buddhists wanted to end the cycle of death and rebirth because they just viewed human civilization as just necessarily evil. I mean, th this is what these people are doing, folks. That's what they're doing. They're, they're, the Jesuit Counter-Reformation, 1814, where they're reestablished and gained their supremacy, um, this, this is what they've done. They've essentially sold the world on their anarchist, monastic, ascetic beliefs that human civilization is an inherently evil and we should all abandon civilization and go live out in the forest. And, you know, it's just through arbitrarity that these people not do that. Like, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Um... So, yeah, in the, the second, the, that's my first argument, is that this is what, what you're arguing for would make the, the most essential institution of the human race and human civilization, the family, tyrannical. I, I mean, <laughs> basically, so what you're saying is that the physical world is evil. All right, uh, number two. Um, she could not justify bringing people into absolute tyranny. She gave no reasons why uh, people should have children in this uh, situation. She calls it absolute tyranny and then just arbitrarily, you know, still suggests people to go along with this. It's, it's just baseless. All right, number three. Um, yeah, you, she, she never justified that not owning property not owning businesses or no freedom to destroy her race and her sexual uh, liberation through, um, and miscegenation and end a man's rights to his own children free of a previous lover's DNA and condone corporate punishment is tyranny. I mean, so you, you have to prove that the subjugated state that we put you under was cruel and oppressive because the, we, we have every reason to, um, to do this. Okay, the reason why the men before the liberation movement wanted to uh, keep women from owning property and getting involved in business is we've, we've seen what happens. Um, when they're career-minded, um, what happens is they don't have children and the race dies. Uh, the people die and they, they, you have to kind of, inc kind of like, um, uh, kind of um, bring in another nation of people to populate your country because you're not having children and that's what we've seen here um, and it, you see the, the women they, they cut their hair short and they try to act like men and they're these ugly hard mean nasty creatures whereas in the state of subjugation they're beautiful and they smell nice and they want to be wives and moms and they want to you know they, they want to engage in the natural impulses of uh, of the sexes but the, the women in the in the career mode 
um, you know, it's just a game. They just play emotional games with you to make you think they like them. So you'll, you'll, you know, get get involved, get give them some affection, and then they'll just drop you out of a hat um, because a, a serious relationship would get in their way of their economic and social equality. I've had this happen numerous times to me. I wanted to have a serious relationship with a, who, by the way, she instigated the relationship with me when I was in high school. And I wanted to have a serious relationship because she instigated it. And uh, she basically played me because she wanted to go to college and do all this stuff and sow her wild oats. And uh, she didn't want to have a serious relationship because she's in this liberated state. And another girl after, she did the same thing. Another girl I dated, she did not. She she instigated the relationship with me. She asked me out, and I wanted to have a serious relationship. And she, her exact words were, "Drake, I can't give you what you want." Unquote. Right. Yeah. So it's like um, in this liberated state, in this career mode, you're nasty. You're most of you are. You cut your hair all short. You try to act like men, and you're you're mean and nasty because you think that's the only way men will view you as an equal. You, you you're killing our race. That's why. It's a perfectly rational reason why um, they did not want these women owning property and involved with owning businesses. And um, when when as we've seen when when women are sexually liberated, um, first of all they have sex with numerous partners. And what happens is those partners, their DNA, when he ejaculates in you ladies, his DNA stays in your womb. It stays there. And it multiplies. It's not every single time, but the studies that I've posted on my blog have shown that there's a good chance that not only is your previous lover's DNA still in your body, it's multiplying in your womb. And so if you have a child with a man later on, that child's not going to be all his. It's going to be partly somebody else's, and it may be that it is someone body, someone else's. And that that's happens quite a bit. What's that guy named Mari Povich? He's made quite of a quite a, a career out of this, of uh, all these DNA tests of these of these women who cheat on their men, and they don't even the men don't even realize that the um, or sometimes they'll have the child they'll be conceived before they start a relationship and then during the relationship the man won't even know that she's already pregnant <laughs> and the child doesn't even turn out to be his right uh, so you know so, and they also go after um, men of other races and especially here in this country they do it to spite their race because they're taught to hate their race and uh, that, that laying down with a black man in bed is an act of social justice, right? So, and, and then, oh, what about the beating part, Drake? First of all, first of all, um, there's, there's countless examples of, uh, of woman-on-male violence in this country. And um, th these people, these liberal people, are the most hateful, violent people in the history of the world. They don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to violence. But um, those are the reasons why these, you know, I mean, the, the only language a lot of women understand is violence. And I'm not advocating that. I don't believe in hitting a woman in the face or hitting her in the stomach or anything. But, you know, if your wife's acting up, maybe, you know, tie her up a little bit and give her a spanking. You know? Yeah, that's a, that would be a perfectly legitimate form of corporate uh, punishment. <laughs> Um, 
Um, let's see here. Number four. Um, so, so basically the, the argument number three is basically her, she's just arbitrarily calling this cruel. And she's not justifying it. She's not giving any reason why this is tyranny. And I just showed it's perfectly rational why these, um, why these uh, um, principles were adopted by men before liberation, why she was subjugated to this, because we, we've seen what she does in a liberated state. Um, number four, um, refuse to face why men have justification to subordinate women, namely the men build civilization. She just completely refused to acknowledge this. And I've shown in the video that I did um, in my review of Jaronism's um, video, uh, our, our debate that we had, um, all the statistics on how men build civilization. I go through the labor statistics report, I show who's dying on the job, who has the most dangerous job, who's working the construction jobs, who's, who's working the lumber jobs, um, who's, who's doing the mining jobs, um, who are the people that bring in the materials to the, the build civilization, who are the ones who are breaking their bodies and having their bloodshed uh, for the building of our comfortable civilization. It's men. And then number five, she could not justify the claim that women take care of themselves. They don't. And I, I, I've shown this over and over again. Um, she, wants to, she wants to make the claim that since she, in her individual capacities, can go to work and can... Um, uh, can get a job and pay her rent and stuff, that that means that she's independent of men. And that's just totally ridiculous. Men are the ones that do everything. Men are the ones that invented your phone. They're the ones that invented your laptop when you wake up. They're the ones that invented the toilet when you, when you, when you wake up and go to the bathroom. Men did that. Men invented the plumbing for that. Men invented the hot water heater that, you're, uh, that you use to take a shower with in the morning. Men invented the car that you go to work in. He invented the refrigerator that you get your breakfast out of in the morning time. He invented the car. Uh, that you drive to work in. He invented the GPS that you go to work in. Right? Every turn, at every turn, men are the one managing the lives of women, making their lives comfortable and easy. The roads that you drive on to work every day, ladies, that was, that was, that was built by men at their expense. A lot of them working uh, in the middle of the night uh, where they are a few feet from death, uh, from cars driving past them 60, 70 miles an hour on the highways. I, I see this all the time here in Louisville. Or, or, or I've, and I've never seen a woman do that, ever. Now, she also, she also says, uh, in our debate, she says, I've not argued that women deserve equal rights because we're human. I've said we deserve them because we have the same mental capacity as a man. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I've, I've actually I make the argument later as well that if you say that equal mental capacity uh, is required for equal rights, well then you have to say that black people can't have equal rights because they don't have the same mental capacity. I've gone through this in detail on my blog. Um, uh, Alpha Judaizer, or I'm sorry, now it's called Anglo Judaizer, where I point out the IQ statistics from the professor at the University of Delaware. I point out the, the, the testing that happens in 
uh, the schools and uh, exponentially uh, white children outscore black children uh, exponentially in the public school system. There's absolutely no uh, no evidence whatsoever that the mental capacities of the races are equal. So her, her own principles um, would contradict um, themselves at that point. The abortion and ethnic cleansing genocide, single motherhood statistics prove that women cannot manage their own lives. The modern savage young men that weak-minded women fall for are the products of feminism. Seeing these young savages had no mother to raise them. She was too busy massaging her ego at the workplace. These young men then were raised by the state in the public school, just like the feminist women wanted. So they can't make that excuse either. And they'll say, oh, what about the men? What, where are these men that have abandoned their children? Those men are your products. They're products of your ideas and your system. Those are, those are kids not raised by the Bible, not raised by a, a mother who believes in the scriptures. They're raised by the state. Okay, Your system. So you can't complain to us about them because they're your creation. Number seven. She arbitrarily asserted that women are smarter I'm sorry. She arbitrarily asserted that because women are smarter than children, that that proves ipso facto that they should have equal rights as men. That's just totally baseless and arbitrary. Number eight. She admitted to me. I mean, I couldn't believe I got it out of her so easily. She admitted to me that her principles were uh, genocide. Um, let's see here. She says, how many times have I said that if allowing racial mixing is a definition of genocide? I support that definition and no other. And then I said, but it is more than race mixing. It's also abortion. She says, yes, abortion. That has the same outcome as abstinence and contraception for a potential person. Going to ban them all? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm going to make sure that the uh, in my new nation that if you're not married, ladies, if you haven't chosen a mate by the time you're 18 years old, then I'm going to choose one for you. We're going to make sure that all of our women are wives and mothers. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to have arranged marriages in my new nation. You can have seven. You can have 18 years to choose one for yourself, and if you don't have it by the time you're 18, then I'm choosing one for you. All right. She continues. Uh, you seem to think a people is destroyed if they mix with another people, and I'm not at all sure that's what the definition meant. I, I show you exactly uh, how it relates to the definition. Uh, our women, mentally weak and easily manipulated, are forced to integrate with other races in a school system that teaches them to hate their own race and sympathize with these other races. Those are, and I quote from the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide by the United Nations, quote, conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, unquote. Okay? It's genocide. 
Okay, it's precisely the definition of the convention. Now, argument number nine. Every argument that you make about how children need parental control Number nine, every argument you make about how children need parental control, I can make that women need patriarchal control. From the abortion statistics, from the single motherhood statistics, from the statistics about uh, sexually transmitted diseases in this country, absolutely. Patriarchal control is necessary. And uh, the, the, the women here cannot manage their own lives. Number 10, you arbitrarily equated uh, abortion genocide with the history of male warfare. Okay, so this is the conversation we had there. Let me show you the exact quote. Yeah, I, I said, see single motherhood statistics, the destroyed family, tens of millions of aborted babies, and see women not managing themselves. She said, I could equally say, see the history of war and see evidence that men cannot manage themselves. Uh, and I said, so that was a straw man fallacy. Yeah, and she says, it was an analogy. I'm not actually arguing that. War has been waged by men killing many men. Are you sure you should have power? All right. So she's equating um, she's equating the abortion genocide and the violence perpetrated by women to the history of the warfare um, uh, by men. And my argument against her, my tenth argument, you arbitrarily equated abortion genocide with the history of male warfare. Number one, the regimes with the most blood on their hands were your atheist liberal regimes. Number two, the main reason behind history of male war is dominantly competition for resources which their people need to survive. And uh, it makes me sick, these feminist and liberal women who are always, um, uh, always protesting against the, the, what's going on in the Middle East knowing very well they couldn't be able to drive to work without um, what's what our military has been doing in the Middle East for over a decade or so. They know this. They're just, they're just trying to manipulate you into thinking that you're evil and they're morally superior to you. That's all they're doing. Um, and then... Right. The reason behind the abortion holocaust is petty ego and childish irresponsibility. Two things that you cannot make equal. Number three, war is killing people of other nations. Your abortion holocaust is killing your own people. Now, number 11. Um, saying women have the same mental capacity as men as the basis of your idea of equality is arbitrary. Number one, it's not true. Um, I've shown from the history of technology um, from the Oxford University Press how even since the time of women's liberation their higher education, men still have made the vast uh, majority, the, all of them, of, in the, in the uh, Oxford University Press's book on the history of technology, every single invention mentioned there from the time of women's suffrage to today was a man, was a man. So her whole argument that they have the same mental capacity is totally baseless and contradicted by the evidence. Number two, mental capacities don't build civilizations. If you said women have the same responsibilities as men, that might hold some water. 
uh, if they did have the same responsibilities, but they don't. But we all know that isn't true either. And number three, that definition would make blacks unequal because they have lower mental cap capabilities. Argument number um, 12. Argument number 12. Um, yeah, she says here, uh, I said, uh, men are the ones who build civilization, therefore they are the ones who should control it, including its military. She says, nonsense. Both sexes have done this. Women contribute particularly to the civilizing bit. And she cites this disgusting book, uh, Pinker's Better Angels. And I, I've, I, I actually started reading through that tonight. It's so stupid. Um, the book is ridiculous, liberal propaganda. He basically redefines violence. Basically, the book is, is, is uh, written to claim that the modern liberal progressivism is to, uh, to take credit for some... Um, kind of utopia of peace that we're living in right now <laughs> and in order for him to say that we're living in a time of peace he has to change the definitions of what violence and murder are um, so I would point out that we're living in the most violent period in the history of the world possibly um, with the abortion holocaust killing over hundreds of millions of people worldwide since the sexual revolution in the last five to six decades he just he just changes the definition and says oh those aren't humans you know <laughs> it just, just arbitrarily changes the definitions um, secondly the human trafficking markets the sex slave uh, uh, industry that was created by the sexual revolution unbelievable acts of cruelty and violence I and mean, he won't deal with it and then you have the horrors of the modern prison industry as well and he won't deal with that either I mean these three things here the modern prison industry the human trafficking market and the abortion holocaust I mean th these are the greatest crimes in the history of the world and th th he wants to act like none of it's even happening <laughs> none of it's even happening um, is it, I mean basically what um, basically what the thesis of the book is is well look all the people the bible said we're supposed to kill because of their wickedness are are not dying today and all the people that believe the bible the white protestants they are dying off see what a great time we live in <laughs> oh, these people are so precious precious thing all right and I just wanted to end on this point because it's just so disgusting number 13 the fact that women have the vote but do not have to be drafted is the biggest hypocrisy in this whole movement that's the exact opposite of equality that is privileged status and supremacy you see men this is the thing they don't want us to, to think about this whole idea of equality is a myth there's, there's, it's impossible. Uh, someone's going to be in charge, okay? And the Creator saw to it that the men who He made in His image, who build the civilizations, who uh, have their bodies broken and their blood shed for the building of civilizations, the comfortable civilizations that women get to enjoy, He made sure in His, in His law word, that we would get some happiness in life uh, by having a woman to come home to after we're finished breaking ourselves at the workplace and to have a woman and children at the home 
and a future and companionship and some basic happiness in life. But what has happened uh, since women's rev uh, the women's liberation movement is the exact opposite. Okay, what we have seen is uh, women using the power of their vaginas to put themselves in a position of supremacy over men. Okay, because these these men they know this stuff is bullshit. They know it, but you want to know why? You want to know why they won't say anything about it? Because they'll end up like Drake. Okay, living living alone for years. Okay. And, and living in celibacy for years on end. They don't want to have to deal with that. Right? And so they just, they just bend their necks in submission. Right? And that's why... Because what will happen is, they'll say, these feminists, they'll say, oh, this is ridiculous. You, you say men are the stronger ones, men are, are the ones that have the military, and we're, we're, the, dominant, uh, we're the dominant gender. Right? So we're, we're the rulers of the earth. Are you, are you saying that the women have conquered the men? Is that what you're saying? Are you, is that what you're admitting to, that you're so terrified by us? No. I'm saying that you have used the power of sex, which I, I could argue, I think, is just as powerful an influence in the world as, uh, as violence is. Use the power of sex to manipulate men into a position of inferiority. Without that position of inferiority, they won't get any sex, right? <laughs> That's how it's been done. Um, because they, the women won't like you if you say what the truth about this stuff, right? So this is the Southern Israelite. I think I've dealt with the very best arguments these people have. I think I'm, I can, um, I'm uh, equipping you uh, with how to deal with um, the best arguments that feminists use uh, so fellas uh, shalom shalom southern israelites signing off peace don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.